0: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
3: It is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Nice week. We've got a lot of exciting news on the program, which we announced. A little show business at the top of the show. Dustin Sweetelson, of course, live from Las Vegas. We bring in... One of my good, genuine friends and to me, one of the sharpest handicappers out there and somebody I look forward to doing this spot with for many years to come. He is an author. He is a colleague. He is
4: Josh Applebaum. Hi, Josh. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Dustin. Great to be with you guys. And Patrick, you do you outdo me introduce me. So I love you, buddy. I respect you. And uh, I wish it was, you know, a week ago I was sitting next to Dustin. We were doing the show live in person Uh, back to the remote life, Patrick. But. Best of all, we cashed our Chiefs money line or points bet, whatever you want to call it. It turns out, Patrick, Mahomes as a dog was not a lazy narrative. (laughs) Yeah, so I came on Monday and look, the handicap
3: and Super Bowl 58, people saying that it was a lazy handicap to back Mahomes. Well, it's lazy, so right back at you, because here's why. The defense was better, the kicker's better, the coach is better. We can start there, and then number four, we can get to the handicapping of the quarterbacks. That was my whole point. I said it was a lazy narrative to pretend like the San Francisco defense was on this Kansas City Chiefs defense level. No chance. Butker over the rookie. It's not even close, and Shanahan hasn't proven anything, and Reed just won his third Lombardi. What's lazy about that? And to follow that up, J.A.,
4: last time i checked check. Cause I just spent it. Lazy money spends the same. You're exactly right, Patrick. And one thing that I really enjoyed too, was again, I, I was nervous the whole time. I don't want to gloat too much about it. It just, to me, I got to mention it because I felt like there was so much disrespect to anyone who mentioned that Mahomes 10 and one ATS now 11, one ATS. So I felt like there was kind of this, uh, I don't know, like just, just belittling within the betting community of, Oh, if you mention that stat, you're not a real handicap, or you're overvaluing that, or it doesn't matter when obviously it did matter. And then also you look at, uh, a great video that came out the day of the Super Bowl. There's an interview with Billy Walters, who again, there were questions about which side is he on. He said Chiefs, but did he really mean 49ers? Like it's he's so you know legendary at this point. It's almost like Belichick when he makes a mistake. Like did he mean to make the mistake? Or there's kind of this kind of mythical uh, thing about Billy Walters, what side he was on. But take him at face value. He did an interview the day of the Super Bowl or the day before, and he said. I'm going with uh, the Chiefs, as you mentioned, Patrick, better coach, better quarterback, better kicking, better defense. And he said uh, my handicap makes it uh, two and a quarter in favor of Kansas City. So uh, he was spot on with that. And that made me feel better, even though, again, I was nervous because I was on the side getting 60 percent of bets, which I don't like to be. But again, I learned last year's Super Bowl not to bet against Mahomes as a dog. And if you followed true with that, you cash in the Super Bowl. Did I just, I'm just
3: trying to get my ear closer to you, Josh. Did I just hear a Billy Walters
4: impersonation with the Southern drawl a little bit? It was terrible, Patrick. I used to say Louisville and I was uh, scolded and said it's Louisville. So I got to make sure my Kentucky accent is, uh, I got to work eh. on that.
3: You can be a donk sometimes. Here, here's here's what I'll say. First off, we should explain, because I think Billy Walters' name is bantied on the network a lot. So if you think about Warren Buffett when it comes to investing, he's known as the GOAT. The GOAT, when it comes to sports betting for new sports better, is a guy named Billy Walters. Just everybody reveres him. Everybody agrees he's the greatest of all time. And in our very own VEASAN Daily, Josh, he told Bill AD he's on the Chiefs for the reasons you mentioned. Now, we got the greatest sports better of all time telling you for free, over at VEASAN.com slash newsletter that he's on the Chiefs. Now, some people thought it was a pump fake because he's trying to drive the market one way and then come over and maybe potentially try to middle on the San Francisco 49ers. It wasn't a pump fake. Walters, like Maher and Applebaum, were on the Chiefs. Is it lazy? Not sure. But again, like I said, it's in the account. Lazy money. Ain't scared money. Same money. Now, let me ask you something that Josh told me. Excuse me, that Dustin told me. Dustin said, do you see your boy getting off on social? I said, what do you mean? He said he's being extra zesty today because apparently you took to Twitter and said, oh, you guys think you're coming at me for that Chiefs handicap? Well, I'm going to put a little extra zest on it and went at him.
4: And I say, good for you, Josh Applebaum. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, it's, that's not like me. I don't like to, you know, go back and forth on Twitter. That's not really my like safe space, Patrick, but I did stay at the airport lounge for like eight hours. Uh, so I got three <laughs> drinks and the drinks were flowing and I'm sweating, you know, like crazy on the chiefs had a winner. And then I went back to some tweets who were uh, not too nice to me throughout the week when I was making appearances in Vegas. And you know, when I said, Hey, you can throw it at me, uh, but who's the, who got the last laugh here? Who got the winner? And uh, Patrick, that's a very rare occurrence. I hope you cherish that. It doesn't happen very often. Josh, life is short. People take this
3: stuff all too seriously. If you want to throw it back and have a little fun gamesmanship, never hurt anybody. If you want to peacock a little bit, cock-a-doodle-doo. You know what I'm saying? Now, amen. I want to ask you about your time in Vegas. Because for those that don't know, the reason Josh and I are close is because he, he's a man of scruples. He's a good dude. He's not going to the establishments that Dustin Swedelson is going to. He, he's Elise and in Meadow, his dog and his wife. That's his life. So you, DraftKings, a full week in Las Vegas, my man,
4: you must have been cashed out by the end. I was certainly cashed out. Patrick, I was pretty uh, exhausted by the end. I was ready to come back to Boston. You know what? It's good to visit every now and again. Uh, And when, you know, VEASAN and DraftKings put me up there for a week, I will never, you know, say no to that. Uh, I did have a lot of fun though, Patrick, kind of like being on my own. Like I know a lot of people were out, you know, partying, going to clubs and, and having a great time. You know what? I enjoyed the most Patrick. I enjoyed, uh, putting on my hat and my hoodie and then walking to obscure, you know, sports books like the Westgate or Treasure Island or the Win, and betting like Stetson and, and these random games. Like to me, that was my most fun. So maybe I'm a bit of an introvert, whatever you want to call it. But when you're in Vegas and you're, the vibe is on the ground, the other thing, like in Massachusetts, Patrick and Dustin, when you guys visit, I'll take you to the encore, but there's really no brick and mortar live, you know, betting in person option. So, you know, all my bets are placed on the app, you know, of course, you know, shopping for the best line. But but it's all, you know, tech based from my phone when you're in Vegas and you can, you know, grab your notebook and some bedding sheets and go walk to a book. To me, that's the most fun part. So that's what I cherish the most when I'm out there.
3: Josh, you, you call yourself an introvert. I haven't left the house since before the pandemic. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? <laughs> Self-isolation, baby world out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, dangerous. Dare we bring in the donk Dustin Sweetelson, to retort anything we've said thus far? Big guy, what's up?
5: Oh, well, I was going to save this for closed tabs, but I just want to correct a big, big error that I know we're going to hear about later. Uh, you said, Josh, if you want a peacock, cock a doodle uh, That's the sound a rooster makes. <laughs> Peacocks, according to Wikipedia, have a repertoire of sounds. The most common one is a meow, which is similar to a cat's, but it's louder and more resonant. Just want to correct it. Peacocks don't say cock a doodle <laughs> Okay, that's my bad. Thanks, Dustin. I'm
3: glad we brought you in. Um, Again, good job by you, Josh. Now, let's get to some handicapping. I'm glad you made it back from Vegas safely. And great job by DraftKings and Vison and all the partners sending Josh out there. He did a great job for us. Um, okay, let's get to your notes. Now, tonight, ooh, interesting. Northwestern and Rutgers, because I got to play here as well. But I won't lead the witness. This is at the rack in Jersey, obviously, at Purdue. Excuse me. At Rutgers, Rutgers just won three straight now. They beat Maryland. They beat Michigan. Michigan's atrocious. Okay, they did have a good win over Wisconsin. And here comes Northwestern. The number right now, I had it
4: four and a half with Rutgers laying it. Go ahead. Yeah, Patrick, you set it up pretty well here. I'm going to take the points with Northwestern. Now, this is kind of an interesting handicap for a variety of reasons, just based upon how this line has moved throughout the day, because a lot of books this morning were, you know, Rutgers minus three and a half. Uh, We did see it get up to minus four and a half. It did even touch five. And at the time when I was doing morning bets, I said, hey, Northwestern is not a sharp play. It doesn't have elements of what I look for in terms of a reverse line move, a steam move, a 50-50 move, you know, a line freeze, a low bets, higher dollars. Didn't really have any of that. But what it did have, were two major factors here. One, it was a contrarian play. This is the most heavily bet game of the night. Nearly sixty percent of bets are going with Rutgers after that big win over Wisconsin. And you also had an inflated line in terms of you know you're getting three and a half. Now you were getting four and a half or five. So I like the contrarian aspect. I like the inflated line value aspect as a conference dog. But what I really like, Patrick, was a Ken Palm sound the alarm play. Woo woo. What I woo, do that, Patrick? Cockadoodle Exactly. We got to make sure we get our, our animal uh, noises right, and Dustin will correct us. But that means that Ken Palm projects the team to win, even though in the betting market, they're a dog getting points. So uh, aside from the contrarian and inflated line and all that, what I liked about Northwestern, why I jumped on Northwestern plus five earlier today is that Ken Palm has him winning the game by one point. He hasn't winning 65 to 64. He hasn't ranked way higher, 47 in the country versus 82. So I was saying, Hey, it's not a sharp play, but it's a value play based on a good Ken Palm edge now I'm loving the fact that this line is coming back down because it, it really was the high water market five down to four and a half and Patrick you mentioned it, it's getting down to four right now so it's kind of evolved from a value play in a Ken Palm edge into some sharp late buyback even though Publix Rutgers lines coming back here toward Northwestern so if you can still find a four and a half I'm rocking here with Northwestern plus four and a half uh, they have the far better offensive efficiency better field goal percentage better three-point percentage better free throw percentage and they take care of the ball much better so uh, I'm, I'm loving the five right now, if you can still get a four and a half, that's my play. Uh, but again, great Ken Palm edge. He has them winning the game tonight. Northwestern. I'll, I'm going to save
3: my cap. Let's just say we're simpatico because I want to get one more play nice. in. And then Josh has got three plays.
4: One will be a VEASAN pro Colorado's lane two at UCLA.
3: Josh, go ahead.
4: Yeah, this one is super fishy, Patrick. I like Colorado in this one. Uh, this is kind of fishy just from the standpoint of Colorado struggled as of late. They lost three of four. They just got blown out by Arizona. I was on that one in Vegas. It was an unranked home favorite ranked opponent. Didn't even show up. They lost by 20. You know, UCLA is playing pretty well. They've won, uh, I think, four or five straight games here. But this game actually opened, Patrick, at a pick And we've now flipped to Buffalo's minus two. Why is that notable? Because the majority of bets here are on the UCLA Bruins. You're getting around 60% of bets on UCLA, yet the line is going to Colorado. That's a dead giveaway to me that the pros here like Colorado. Ken Palm's got them winning by two. uh, Ranked higher, better offensive efficiency, better field goal percentage, three-point. And they're averaging 81 a game versus 66 for UCLA. So you open as a pick. One team's playing great. The other team is struggling. And yet the line goes to the team that's not playing very well. This is just a, a very fishy, sharp move here. I money line the Colorado Buffs. Let's win it for Mike Pritchard, uh, the best and most famous alum of Colorado. Josh has a Utah USC
3: play. Big guy throw it up for the VEASAN pros at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Josh, I am thrilled. I'm going to see your face Thursdays moving forward. We'll talk to you soon, OK? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Josh Applebaum. We're back.
0: If you dare.
2: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. This
0: is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting
3: Network. Become a Vsin Pro right now. Introductory offer 99 vCN.com slash subscribe. You get the daily best bets, access to the betting splits, and of course, our up this is going to be a good one, our upcoming March Madness Betting Guide. Make sure you check that out. Become a pro right now, vCN.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back, we're going to do a little college basketball here because we've got Matt McCall. He was a former coach at Chattanooga and UMass. He's going to become a weekly for us throughout the tournament, of course, every week leading up to and through the tournament. Matt McCall right here on Sharp Money. And one of the things I forgot to get to with Josh because I was kind of jerking around with him, and that is he did some research. Dustin came up with a good angle you know, we constantly start our handicapping when talking about the NBA with these back-to-backs and scheduling spots. You call them a situation. And so Josh dug in and he found the three best and the three worst coming off that no rest. So coming off back-to-backs who are the three best you should be following and fading when it comes to the NBA. We're going to do plenty of NBA coming up here on the program. Andy Bailey's going to join. So we'll have plenty of opportunities to give you that. And I have a couple of plays tonight in the NBA. It's a short. Slate with just three games heading into the All Star break. We should mention at the top of the show, we told you I just said for nine ninety nine you can become a Visa Pro. Well, coming up on Monday, we're starting something very exciting. So you should email Dustin Sweetelson
5: at Sharp money at Visa vison.com correct? DraftKings? Yeah. You know, you got a VEASAN.com. SharpMoney at okay. VEASAN.com. Send an email. I've heard from a few people already. Send us a video with your picks and we'll see. Well, no, if- no, no, no. Hold on.
3: Be- before you get ahead of yourself, we are going to do pick and survive. So on Monday, whoever Dustin picks. So don't send an email. Don't send a video yet. Dustin's going to let you know. Monday. And then you're going to send him a vid. And then if you pick right on Monday, we'll play your video. If you survive, you get to Tuesday. So, like, I, th- I like the way you framed it earlier. It's Survivor. like Survivor. So, yeah, you get to Tuesday, and if you survive, you get to Wednesday. And if you survive, you keep going until you miss. And we're going to have, obviously, a leaderboard, yeah. and whoever has the longest win streak here on Sharp Money amongst the VEASAN pros is going to win a prize.
5: You don't know what that is yet. We'll, we'll have to brainstorm that. But we'll come up with a good prize for you to, to do something. But let's see how long you can go with your streak. Can you be the Joe DiMaggio of Sharp Money?
3: <laughs> well done. Absolutely. All right. So, again, and we've got vids coming up. Halterman, who had, you know, plus money wins yesterday on the ice. We've got that. We just played. Let's see if Larry's on point. We just gave you a Samo bomb. Larry. Ah, oh, poor Larry. But there it is. We gave you a Samo Good. bomb. However, He gave us five plays today. There it is. Good job, Larry. He gave us five plays today. I'm going to give out a couple more throughout the show, but you got to become a V-Cent Pro to get the rest. Now. Let's talk a little college hoops before Matt McCall joins us in a few minutes here, just under eight minutes. Northwestern at Rutgers, Dustin. So this was a game that I had circled last night when talking about the handicap. And Dustin, excuse me, Josh just mentioned it. Uh, This morning, it was Rutgers hosting Northwestern, laying four and a half. It's down to four. So the money is going Northwestern's way. way. And for good reason. Northwestern is the better team. Uh, What you need to know about Rutgers is, yes, they've won three straight, but two of those wins against Maryland, not very good. Michigan, putrid, and Wisconsin was a good win, so I'll give them that. But Northwestern is a far superior offensive team, as far as rating, sixty second. Rutgers is three for forty one. Now. What you need to know about Rutgers basketball is they are putrid, one of the worst in college basketball offensively. However, they're one of the best defensive teams in all of college basketball. Three-point shooting wise, this is where you start to get into the difference. And yes, I know Ty Berry, Northwestern's best three-point shooter, is injured and done for the year. But you take a look, Northwestern is seventh in the nation and Rutgers is 345th. I don't think against this Northwestern team you can trade twos for threes right now. And one of the things that Northwestern does is they actually defend the paint pretty well. So what Rutgers wants to do offensively, Northwestern defends and Northwestern is just a much better. I mean, a much better offensive team. Essentially, I got it rated as a pick 'em. We mentioned Ken Palm. You're going to hear that name a lot when it comes to college basketball. He's got Northwestern winning the game outright by a point. We're catching four and a half. A loss for Northwestern here, Dustin, puts him on the wrong side of the bubble. So extra motivation for Northwestern going to the rack tonight at Rutgers. I like them to win the game outright, but I will take the four and a half points, which I bet earlier this morning.
5: Yeah. And pacing matters. You brought up the offensive stuff. Northwestern averages like eight more points per game than Rutgers like that. That is a big disparity there. And I get Rutgers of the home team and they'll have that advantage. But man, that. that I I tend to back an offensive team because a lot of these defensive minded teams, when it matters late, it's hard for them to find buckets.
3: Yeah, 100 percent. Northwestern, far superior offensively. Again, Rutgers is a dichotomy. They're one of the best defensive teams in the country, but putrid offensively. Now, last night, just kind of taking a peek back before we move forward to today's slate and continue with it. Number 11, South Carolina went to Auburn. And I was texting with Dustin because it was embarrassing. 101-61, a win for Auburn. I mean, that is a different team at home. And if you remember when Will Hill gave his family play on the program, I want to use it as a teaching moment, what he meant when he said, it's a great spot for Auburn. And he said, you know, I'm mad at myself that I didn't back Auburn. He said, it's a great spot for Auburn. Auburn had just been blown out by Florida. They're coming back home where they play. They're tremendous at home. And so they'd only lost once at home, Auburn. They're coming back home after getting blown out these are kids the motivation matters and they had all of it against south carolina south carolina was trying to hang in their earlier early big guy in the game but just slowly but surely until the late route auburn a huge 40 point win against the gamecocks
5: yeah south carolina came out great great energy they they, they were they were right there took a lead early and then auburn just found a way once their offense got flowing it all completely snowballed away from south carolina i think i'm going to ban a phrase for my handicaps going forward. I am no longer allowed to place bets when I say, it's just too many points. <laughs> that can't be, because I looked at that game and I just said, that's a lot of points. And that was the handicap, and I thought it was a great one. I really thought South Carolina, with the way they can dictate the pace of play, with the way they play defense, I thought they had a chance to go in and control the tempo of the game. Dead wrong, no longer leaning on too many points.
3: Well it's like Thomas Gable at the Borgata said, "Look, South Carolina is a good team, Auburn's on another tier." And he's 100% right. And you mentioned the points, the number closed Auburn laying 11 and a half against a South Carolina team that had just won 7 straight. They went to Tennessee and won. They beat Kentucky. They it, it look that that was a team on a heater. We had Troy Maker on from Bet Rivers that said, I like South Carolina. 11 and a half is five too many points. We had Mike Palm on from yep. circa. He said, That's six too many points. Auburn's lane, that's a heavy number. So it's not like it was crazy your handicap to think that South Carolina was being disrespected.
5: No, because uh, what, what's the coach's name? South Carolina? What's his name? Uh, so I saw the pregame speech he gave the team, and I really liked his message. He's like, No one's going to be surprised by us anymore, guys. They're not going to be surprised. Like, we're going to have to go out there and do what we do. But, like, we're not catching – we're not sneaking up on teams anymore. And I thought he was right. But with that number, (laughs) apparently I was the one who was surprised. (laughs)
3: Elsewhere, top 25 yesterday, Tennessee, who Dalton Connect, if you haven't watched this kid play, I'll be curious to see where he's drafted because he's definitely a pro. He's just an automatic bucket. He can score from anywhere. I'll give you 35 automatically and connect in Tennessee, went to Arkansas. Now, the must bus. This is a different Arkansas team this year. You know, he had recruited so well that his kids just left. And the cupboard is not necessarily empty at Arkansas this year, but it's not what it has been in the past couple of years with the Sweet 16 marches. So that was a huge win 92 63 at Arkansas for the Volunteers. And then the worst, well, one of the worst teams in all college basketball DePaul. Now, do you remember what Connecticut was laying at DePaul yesterday? I'm going to just guess the number was like 22. It was 24 and a half top-ranked Huskies went to DePaul and beat them. Hello, one hundred one sixty-five, one hundred one sixty-five. So that was the top 25 from yesterday. I actually have a play. I don't know if I want to get it in quite yet. I've got a play on Temple and Florida Atlantic. Remember, Florida Atlantic is the same team that busted your bracket last year. They returned everybody or 24th ranked team in the country right now, and Temple and that putrid offense is at FAU. I think FAU is in store for a defensive bounce back that haven't been playing well defensively. The perfect elixir for that, And the Temple Owls, both teams play at a slow pace and Temple is dreadful offensively. The tempo, a get right spot for the Owls today. I like the under one forty eight and a half Temple at FAU. Again, FAU hasn't been stellar defensively, but this is a perfect get right spot for them against Temple. And both teams like to play at a slower pace.
5: I was debating laying it, maybe just in the first half with FAU because it I just, should be a blowout. Yeah, Temple's but not. I'm just going to stay
3: away from the number yeah. 19 and a half. It's
5: huge. It's a huge number, but I've been avoiding blowouts lately, and they keep happening. So, want to jump in? In what? In, in your betting life or professional? No, betting life, and I keep getting burnt by them, especially in uh, player props. We can get to that later on in the show. Okay, Matt McCall, We'll have an answer
3: to Temple and FAU. Remember, he was all over FAU last year. Matt McCall, former Chattanooga and UMass head coach, next.
0: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
3: Okay, Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm Patrick Maher, Dustin Sweetelson, and Coach Matt McCall. Remember last year during the tournament when Coach McCall was calling from the Final Four, flexing about his FAU owls? Or some? Well, somehow we hoodwinked him into doing a, a year with us a weekly through the tournament this year. And you can find Coach Matt McCall, of course, formerly Chattanooga. Of course, UMass head coach, NBC Sports in the Field of 68, at Coach Matt McCall on Twitter. And speaking of FAU, they've got a get-right spot tonight hosting Temple Coach.
6: Yeah, Pat. I mean, you got to think, too. No looking forward to this weekend because USF and the job that Abdul Amir Rahim is doing there is phenomenal. And I I mean, that's a place that has had limited success in terms of South Florida and the bulls. So FAU can't look past this game. I thought the game on Sunday or Saturday, I actually was Sunday, uh, the overtime game with Wichita state, the second half of that game, they looked like the team that we saw last year in the NCAA tournament, being able to Mm -hmm. close it out. Elijah Martin hit a huge three. Vlad golden was terrific. You know, let's not forget during that tournament run, it was the Elijah Martin big shot show. I mean, it seemed like every single time, every single game, the game came down, you know, and and FAU needed a big shot. Elijah stepped up and knocked it down. John L. Davis has been outstanding the entire year. Uh, But this is an important game. They just need to handle business. They need to handle business and then take that trip up to Tampa, uh, which, you know, I don't know if they're chartering up there, but it's a long bus ride. From Boca Raton up to Tampa, you got to kind of get around Lake Okeechobee uh, for this weekend, which is a huge matchup. And, you know, you can make it a case that they're the two best teams in the league. And Abdul Rahim's doing an unbelievable job for that South Florida program, no question about it.
3: Coach, I have to admit I'm crestfallen today. I'm a South Carolina Gamecock. So just to set it up, South Carolina, of course, went to Auburn last night. Auburn was laying 11 and a half. We said that's too many points. Well, I don't think it was enough, right? Auburn at home is a different story, Coach, and a 101-61 win over a South Carolina team that had won seven
6: straight. Welcome to the jungle. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what the Auburn Tigers is. When they're at home, they're a team that's been kind of hard to predict when they're on the road. But when they're at home – man, whatever the spread is, I'm taking the over. Like, I don't know what the Kentucky spread is this weekend, but I'm taking the over for the Tigers because it's a different environment. Kentucky's got young guards. I wouldn't put too much stock in it. I I think Lamont Paris is still SEC coach of the year. The job that he's doing this year after coming off a, a challenging season last year is truly remarkable. But there's something about those Auburn Tigers at home. So whatever the spread is this weekend versus the Cats, I'm taking the over.
3: Now, I want to ask you about a game. Then we'll kind of pull back. Coach Matt McCall joining us here on Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. And we'll pull back and get an overview on college basketball. But we've been talking about Northwestern at Rutgers. Rutgers won three straight. Now, this is a dichotomy, as you know, Coach. Rutgers, a defensive team. Northwestern can launch it from deep. Rutgers is laying four tonight at the rack there up in Rutgers hosting Northwestern. What's your take on this one?
6: Well, I, I, you know, I, the Scarlet Knights at home, I mean, that's a different, you know, we talk about the Auburn Tigers at home. I mean, Rutgers is a different team at home. I mean, the rack has been an electric environment for those guys to play in. And so I, I, I you know, the fact that it's just four and a half, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the Scarlet Knights in this one. I, I really am. I think winning on the road is hard. And this is what I don't think enough people understand. And for some reason this year, you look at all these teams and take UConn and Purdue and, and put them in a separate category. Although we've seen Purdue lose at Northwestern, but you got to put them in a separate category. Uh, but a lot of teams have really struggled on the road this season. A lot of teams, even really good teams in the country have struggled on the road. So man, I, 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 like the Scarlet Knights in this one. I do. They're playing well. They're clicking at the right time. I'm a little biased because Noah Fernandez played for me at, at UMass. Um, and Nearly saved my job with the run that he went on in the <laughs> tournament, or in the uh, Atlantic 10 tournament. He was absolutely outstanding. So um, he was great this past weekend. He's he's coming off the bench for him now. So I, I, I do. I think those guys are playing at a at, at a good level at home. So I'm I'm taking the knights.
3: As you said, Coach McCall, top 10 teams this year on the road, just 37 and 24. Think about that. College basketball is wild right now. So let's pull back. It is, right? I mean, think about that. Going on the road like you mentioned. You mentioned Purdue and UConn. Can we throw Houston into that class and then say there's a chasm after those three teams? Or would you bring Houston down to that second tier?
6: I think Houston's in the second tier. Just offensively, they haven't shown that they can score enough points. Would I be shocked if they end up in Phoenix at the Final Four? Absolutely not. I I, I think defense travels and they could be right there. I just think, you know, Purdue and UConn are in a class of their own. And then I think it's everybody else. And Houston's definitely in that second tier, especially with the league that they're playing in, right? I mean, it's the best league in the country. I don't care what anybody says. The SEC is probably second but the Big 12, I mean, those teams are beating each other up every single night. You know, Texas Tech's having a great year. I think TJ Otzenberger TJ from Iowa State's got to be Big 12 coach of the year. I really believe that. He's doing an unbelievable job. They could win the league, which when you think about it uh, with Kansas and Houston and these other teams and Baylor, that Iowa State could win the league this year, it's 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 a credit to, to TJ Otzenberger. So I think Houston's in that second tier but they're not in the same category right now with Purdue and UConn just because their offense is not at that level.
3: So this is from a bookmaker coach. I want to give it to you for perspective. He had Purdue one and he had UConn three. Now for context, he said Purdue on a neutral court, they would make them Purdue a one and a half point favorite over UConn on a neutral. Do you agree you'd have Purdue slightly ahead of UConn or no?
6: Well, who is two? Two is Houston. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I would give Purdue a slightly head over UConn just because I think Purdue's been through some adversity this year, and I think they play in a better league. I think when you look at the Big East, and there's a ton of storylines in the Big East, right? Coach Patinos back at St. John's, you got Ed Cooley with the whole Georgetown Providence deal. There's a lot of storylines but the league's not as good. The league's not as good because those teams, you know, Georgetown's not really good. Uh, Providence is, is, is decent. You know, Kim English is doing a good job. Villanova's down. So you look at the cream of, of the crop of the big East and it's, it's Yukon and Marquette and we're going to see them play this weekend. Right. And the game is in Hartford or at, at uh, I think it's in Hartford, the game this weekend. Um, so we're going to see those teams battle it out, but the league is not as good. So that's the only reason that I give Purdue the slight edge is just because of the conferences. And I think Purdue has been through some things going back to last year, Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith. Those guys took a lot of heat for their early exit. And I think Purdue's on a mission. I really do. Now, would I be shocked if UConn cuts the nets down? No, because Coach Hurley, he is his team embodies everything he's about. So that would not shock me, but I give Purdue the slight edge right now just because they're in a better conference.
3: Let me just give you context because you'll like this, Coach. The bookmaker said he had Alabama at 10. Now, for context, on a neutral, Purdue and Alabama, it's just a four, a five-and-a-half-point difference. But that gives you an idea from 1 through 10 in college basketball this year. There's, there's not much separation.
6: There's not much separation, but Purdue beat Alabama on a neutral in Toronto. Am I right on that? Didn't they play that game early this year? I, I think you,
3: you want you got beef with this bookmaker. You can take it up with him. I'm just giving you the information.
6: Tell him to call me. <laughs> yeah, but, Tell him to call
3: me. <laughs> Give my number. <laughs> I will. The Mountain West. I think the Mountain West could get five bids this year. How good is the conference?
6: I, I don't think we talk about the conference enough. I think we need to talk about it more. You know, I mean, Richard Patino is a great friend of mine. The job he's doing at New Mexico Colorado state, Nevada. I mean, these guys are battling it out every single night. I I would not be shocked if they get five teams in and the fact that they're, they're going to get, as of today, they're getting more teams in than the ACC. Like, think about that. The mountain West is getting more teams in the NCAA tournament than the ACC. Who'd have ever thought that.
3: Speaking of which uh, in a minute, give me a thought on North Carolina and Duke moving forward.
6: I'm a little bit concerned about Carolina, but I think them going through some adversity at this point in the year could possibly help them come into tournament time because we saw what happened last year. Um, You know, the previous year, they make the run all the way to the national championship game. So I'm a little bit concerned with the the recent losses. You know, you lose to Clemson, you know, you lose to Georgia Tech, who's not very good. Um, Damon Stoudemire is going to get it done there, but they're not very good. Uh, and then they lose at Syracuse, so you, you're scratching your head a little bit. Same thing with Duke, young team. Can they get to Phoenix? You wouldn't be shocked with the young team, but um, you're scratching your head a little bit on some things that are going on.
3: Field the 68, NBC, Peacock, Coach Matt McCall, at Coach Matt McCall on Twitter. Looking forward to talking to you weekly, Coach. Thank you very much for the time today.
6: Yeah, every Thursday at 4.30, we'll be ready to roll. Dude, that's my
3: guy. That's my guy. Coach Matt McCall right there. We'll talk to you next Thursday. We're back.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Is sharp money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: Okay, this week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit five dollars and get a no sweat bet up to thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet loses. So you can get that tonight using the promo code VSIN. Download the DraftKings app and use the promo code vSIN, V S I N when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. We got you back here on Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Hope you're having a nice week. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Las Vegas. I want to go through a couple of things. We've got our buddy joining us. Of course, Andy Bailey from Bleacher Report at the top of the hour. So just about 14 minutes talking NBA Dustin and Josh Applebaum, kind of a remix together, came up with. We're always talking about handicapping. Like, for example, tonight, Utah is hosting Golden State. Utah and Golden State are both on the second half of a back to back. What does that mean? When you hear a handicapper say, Well, I, I don't like, I don't love this spot tonight because Golden State's an older team and they're on the second half of a back to back, does it actually play out? We'll get you the numbers coming up in just a little bit. But I did want to go through a couple of things NBA-wise. So yesterday, and we can bring in the big guy for this because I want to get his reaction. And I do want to talk about what happened in Golden State last night with the Clippers, who I think they dropped 44. I'm on this game because I was on Steph's over five and a half assists. Now, understand this. The official score of last night's game took two assists away from Steph Curry, and that's prop betting. Like Prop betting can go squirrely really quickly. Steph's number was set at five and a half. Again, he's 50-50, 48 to the under, 52 to the over when it's five and a half on Steph Curry's assist numbers on the year. But I liked it because he had gone over three of four against the Clippers, that number of five and a half. And he finished with seven. Two assists were taken away from him. So he ends up with five. Your boy was bitter. Now, the game itself. 19 point lead at one point in the second half for the Golden State Warriors over the Clippers. And I'm just taking a look just to get the exact number because it was the late game last night. It was a great game. Now, I did have James. I'm not squawking, but I did have James Harden over the 20 and a half and Harden finished with what, Dustin? Like 28 points, 26 points. So we cashed there because his usage. Now, what you're looking for, and we've talked about this a lot when you're betting props, a lot of it just comes down to opportunity. Opportunity equals minutes and usage. Without Kawhi, the ball is going to be in James Harden's hands obviously more against a Warriors team who struggles without the size. You know, Harden's getting to the lane. So not only is he going to have the ball in his hands more, but he's going to get to the free throw line. You go over that 20 and a half. Those are just an idea of what you're looking for handicapping-wise. Now, the Clippers scored 44. They outscored the Warriors 44 to 28 in the second in the fourth quarter alone. Now, I was looking at the second half number. The total was set at 121 and a half. It soared over it. The game closed the Warriors laying three. If you had the Warriors laying three, it's not a bad beat. However, it is a gross beat because they were up 19 in the second half and completely fell apart. Oh, by the way, they got 41 points from Steph. He was nine of 19 from three. What does that mean? Let's talk about Steph historically. Nine threes last night, big guy, and the 130, 125 loss to the Clippers. Uh, he has now four straight games of at least seven three-pointers made. That is a record. His own record. 36 makes over four game stretch. That ties a record. His own record. He has 129 games in his career with at least seven three pointers made, Steph Curry. That's a record. The second most, Clay Thompson, 48. Think about what I'm telling you. Now, again, you're going to argue whether or not what I'm telling you is good or bad for the game. A M- lot of people get bitter about today's kids or AAU. Everybody just launching threes because they want to emulate Steph. Nobody's going to ever emulate Steph, but he certainly is a marvel. Let me just repeat what I just told you. He's had 129 games in his career where he's made at least seven threes in second all time is clay with 48 that's ridiculous steps on pace to break his own record 15 and 16 where he made 402 threes that year he's got 250 made this year with 30 games to go he's shooting close to 43 percent from three he's ridiculous now let's get back to what we heard from zach harper who joins us every, I believe, Tuesday now on the Retooled Sharp Money. He said, don't bury the Golden State Warriors just yet. But what you saw last night is why I think you can dig up some dirt and throw it on them. Yes, they're a much better rebounding team. Yes, they're a better defensive team with Draymond back in the lineup. As much as you hate Draymond, Draymond is a difference maker when it comes to rebounding and defense. And obviously, he's a good passer. He's an ass. Like, if you saw the game last night, apparently he went to therapy. There were three different times in the game where he almost absolutely went nuts. Like, the dude is out of control. And I'm a Draymond guy. Sag Nasty, Saginaw, Michigan. Like, I like Draymond Green, Michigan State. Draymond Green is unhinged. He's a smart guy. He's a stupid smart guy. But the Clippers, even without Kawhi, the amount of depth, and I know JVT hardwood handicappers over at VEASAN.com, the reason he loves this team, and I'm going to speak for him here, is because their depth and three-point shooting is just too much. So when you're talking about a warrior team, who you don't necessarily want to bury because they do have Steph and they do have Draymond and they do have a coming Kaminga And they still have Clay, who was pretty good in the game last night, but he's kind of a pylon now defensively. And they got the rookie. I can never pronounce his last name, Padinsky, who was awesome last night in the game. But the Clippers think about this. They're playing without Kawhi Leonard. They're down 19 in the second half. And they dropped 44 points in the fourth. That's why they're legit. Do me a favor and pull up their odds over at DraftKings for both conference and the championship. Because the depth on that team, Lawrence Frank and that front office has done a hell of a job building this team. First off, the Harden piece works. okay? because Harden's taking less shots than he's ever taken. But his assist now his assist numbers are down because the usage usage is not the same as it was with the 76ers. But Harden is legit with this team. He's selfless. He's playing great, George the same, and no Kawhi, but even with that, they can overcome it because the three-point shooting on the Clippers and the depth is just way too much. I think that's a legit contender,
5: not just to come out of the West, obviously for a championship. What do you got there? Uh, the Clippers currently 5-1 to one to win it all, plus 240 to win the West. And correct me if I'm wrong, before the Kawhi News favored yesterday, after the Kawhi News went off as a dog, Say that one more time. I apologize. Uh, championship 5-1, to one, West plus 240 for the Clippers. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that they were, before the Kawhi News, they were favored. It flipped, and they went off as a three-point underdog with Golden State. They were favored by two. Yeah, the number
3: yeah. flipped the three the other way. Yeah, 100%. Overreaction. We had Matt Moore on the show yesterday. Yep. He said it's an overreaction. <laughs> He's very much right. They won by five. So, again, 44 in the fourth is an anomaly, but that team is deep, and they can stroke it. They're they're really impressive. I was really blown away by them yesterday. Now I want to talk about another team. You see right there atop the NBA championship odds, and that's the Celtics. So the Celtics had that kind of baseball back to back, although it's a little different because it was a home a home and home. So they beat Brooklyn two nights ago in Brooklyn, I believe, by eight, and then they went back and took on Brooklyn in Boston and beat them one thirty eight to eighty six. They're their third team in league history to post multiple 50 point wins in a season. Now here's the deal. The Celtics enter the break with an NBA best 43 and 12 record. They're the best in everything. Best in net rating, best in offensive rating, best in point differential. Best in three points, three pointers made made per game. Like you understand what I'm telling you. There are no more excuses for a team that be, we've been waiting to get over the hump. Like if it's not going to happen this year, I don't know what to tell you. Missoula might be an anchor, but three pointers made per Porzingis now is an X factor. Drew Holiday's an X factor, and in any statistic, any advanced number you look at, the Celtics are. At the top or right near the top? And I'm talking everything. It starts with net. So if the Celtics don't get it done this year, you can make excuses. Marky Mark can make excuses. Ben Affleck can make excuses. John Adams can make excuses. John Quincy Adams can make excuses. Everybody at the tea party can make an excuse. But how you like them apples? Apples. Because anyone winning it did Bill Simmons, whoever. I don't even know who's a Boston fan anymore. With the, with the trifling ass accents. Sorry, DraftKings. I'm just saying. I'm actually complimenting the Boston Celtics while crushing them. They're the best at everything. Record, net, points, three-pointers made. But you got to show up. You're in a weak conference. And you've been on the come up. Tatum is the new Kyle Shanahan. Go ahead, big guy
5: uh well the celtics favorite on the betting board for championship odds clippers third shot at five to one your second is denver plus 475 and the bucks are plus 650 guess what trust none of those teams when it matters to figure it out love all the rosters love all the pieces but three of those four let us down time and time again milwaukee morges just this year boston and the clippers over and over again in the playoffs so hard to trust
3: Elijah Dushku, I believe she's from Boston. How you like them apples? Andy Bailey next.